Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, friends and neighbors, welcome back to 31 Days of Horror. Day number 14. Back with me again is my sister, Adelita Lopez. Welcome back to the show, Lita. Oh, it's good to be back. This is fun. This was a goofy movie. I loved it. Today's movie is Rockula. <laughs> which where did we watch it was it tubi or was it on uh... tubi yes okay. it's free on tubi 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 and pluto are very similar and sometimes they have the same stuff on them but this one looks like it's just on tubi i used to see this movie on hbo or something back when it came out that's how i was familiar with it it has yeah. not been widely available but now it is so you can go watch it on tubi if you haven't seen it yet, this is only a horror movie in the very broadest sense of the term. Yeah, it's a monster I was movie. Say that. It's it's a monster it's, movie in a very broad sense. It's not really horrific in any way. No, there's nothing frightening or scary about it, but it is Halloween themed. It yes. is a Halloween yes. movie. Definitely so it Halloween. fits with your Yes. Marathon, October Marathon. It's definitely Halloween. It's a Halloween movie. It has two vampires and no blood in it whatsoever. I thought... There's not a single bite. Not a single nope, bite. Nope. I thought uh, my mom's dating a vampire <laughs> was like the most bloodless vampire movie I'd seen, but this one uh, tops it because nobody even gets bit. Or do they even get under threat of being bitten i'm not sure um no so this movie came it was made in 88 but not released till 90 it was produced by canon films and they were having some financial issues at the time so they had to sit on a couple of things directed by luca barovici barovici and written by uh. him and jeffrey levy and chris verweil three guys wrote this movie Stars Dean Cameron as Ralph and Ralph's Reflection, Tony Basil of Mickey fame as Phoebe, Ralph's mother, Thomas Dolby, science, that Thomas Dolby as Stanley, Tawny Fair, Ferre, I don't know who she I is. I want to say Ferre. She's been in a few things. Yeah. I've seen, I, I think I looked her up and I'd actually seen her in stuff. She's Mona, Susan Tyrell as Chuck the Bartender. Bo Diddley as Axeman, mm -hmm. Kevin Hunter as Drunk, Nancy Ferguson as Robin, Rick Zumwalt as Boom Boom, Tony Cox, who you've seen in stuff, as Big Al, Greg Rusin as Elmo, and Bill Brocktrup as Rhodey. Tony Cox was in uh, Bad Santa. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I was, I was surprised. I was like, he was. Friday. He must have been a young little baby in this. Because how old is he now? But yeah, I, that was uh, a delightful. Well, he was born in 1958. Really? So that guy looks he, he, was, he was still a grown ass man when he when he made this movie. Uh, yeah, okay. you've all you've all seen him stuff in stuff. He was in Willow, and he was an Ewok in Return of the Jedi. Oh. I don't remember him from Willow, but... He must be one of the guys um, at the beginning. must be one of the villagers at the beginning. Oh, okay. To watch it again before the new show comes out. Uh, I also noticed in the credits that Dean Cameron wrote a number of the songs that he performs. Mm. So he is not list. I don't think they list him as like a producer or writer or anything, but it seems like he was doing more than, you know, just being in the movie. Yeah. If, that, if that's And the case. what else is he in? Because he's... <laughs> he's not he was, in a uh, lot. He was really good. So he, um, he, he's still around, but 
Let's see. He has starred in short-lived television series like Spencer and Fast Times, which was a spinoff of Fast Times in Ridge, of, at Ridgemont High. They came from outer space. And Mr. Sterling, he's been on Facts of Life, Alf, Will and Grace, Psych. His movies, I mean, he was sort of on the way up briefly. He was in Summer School, Bad Dreams, Ski School, Ski School 2. Yeah. You know, a fair number of stuff in the 90s. Then he's in a lot of stuff up through 2015, but I don't think he was the star of any of that stuff. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I'm scrolling through his page right now. It looks like he's working, but he was briefly the star of stuff, and then he wasn't. But no, He's good. Yeah, he did a good job, and he was fun to watch. He's fun to watch. (laughs) He's... Very attractive. He sings well. Yes, I thought he, he was a better singer than the other, than Mona. Yes. Um, he performed uh, like three different genres, musical genres in the movie. Oh my God. So Dean yeah. Cameron is playing Ralph Lavie, a friendly vampire. But I'm a friendly vampire. He's 400 years old and still lives with his mother, Phoebe, played by Tony Basil, in one of uh, what I assume is her very few movie roles. I'm sorry, I have to say, I don't really know who she is. I know you were... She's, she's most famous for the song Mickey. Hey, Mickey, you're so fine. Yes. You're... Okay. Yep, that okay. song. She is a okay. choreographer. She... <laughs> Is a singer, actress, director, but she's most known for Mickey. She has done a fair amount of choreography and dancing in movies, but mostly, looks like most of it's uncredited stuff. Okay. Uh, well, not most of it, but a lot of it. Um, uh, yeah, this she's not been in that many movies. This might be okay. her big. This might be her biggest part. <laughs> yeah. But I liked her. She was a lot of fun. Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. When did Mickey? Mickey came out in eighty one, so okay. that was several years before this movie. Not a lot, but so. okay. But she would have been a big star. She would have been very well known. I assume. Oh yeah. At yes. The time of yeah. this movie. Yes. Yeah. So uh, Ralph is living under a curse. After meeting the girl of his dreams three hundred and eight years ago, this is the Wikipedia summary. By the way, thank you, Wikipedia. Thank you, Wikipedia. Ralph lost her. After she was killed by her jealous boyfriend, a pirate. Since that time, the girl Mona has been reincarnated every 22 years. No, she's been reincarnated immediately, and then he meets her when she's 22, so that it's not creepy. <laughs> well, she dies, she gets reincarnated, she ages to 22, and then he meets her. Right. So, yes, I guess you could say she's reincarnated every 22 years, but she doesn't wait 22 years after she dies. Anyway, she only to fall in love with Ralph and die under exactly the same oddly specific circumstances. Killed on Halloween by a rhinestone peg-legged pirate wielding a giant ham bone. bone. Why? (laughs) Why? I have a theory. We'll get to the theory of why a ham bone. But go on with the synopsis. Uh, Now, in 1990, Ralph, weary of the whole thing, vows to stay locked in his room and not meet Mona again until after Halloween, much to the chagrin of his sentient and... (laughs) libidinous reflection another side effect of the curse they establish through his mother that vampires do not have reflections because she has to put on her makeup from memory oh then they tell us that because okay yes i didn't understand what that makeup line was yeah yeah so how does he have a reflection? They don't explain why he has his talking reflection. Right. It's just somehow because of his curse, he does have a reflection who has its own agency. And, and it's sentient. It talks back to him yeah. and apparently goes off and does things when it's not being reflected. Yeah. Picks up girls in the mirror universe somehow. Yeah. 
It's very weird. It's there, very weird. But it's one of the things that I remember liking about this movie when I first saw it. Right. I mean, it's a it's a really fun dynamic between him and his reflection. And again, Dean Cameron does a really great job of playing both characters. Yeah. Because uh, it is a different character. <laughs> he has his own different personality. Um, I mean, they're not wildly, drastically different. But yeah, he's, he's reflection guy is is his own being um but it just brings up there's so many questions all i have to say about this movie is i have so many questions about this universe and th there's a lack of logic in this film that is very upsetting in a lot of these kind of movies the hero has a randy best friend sure yeah who is a little a little more ups even though they're romance the friend is a little more obsessed with getting laid than the hero right. is and is a little more of a smart ass than the hero and in this movie he's playing both parts yeah, yeah. <laughs> his reflection is that part yeah so ralph meets up with his friends at a local bar including rock legend bo diddley and once again recounts the story of his curse to them so we get a big exposition yes. dump. From the bartender just saying, okay, bar. let me get this straight. And she tells us everything. Right, right. Yeah. So he's a, <laughs> he's apparently already told them the story, and she's going back through it. Yeah. And there's another guy there who's taking it all much more seriously than the bartender is. And there's Ralph and there's Bo Diddley and nobody else. <laughs> Uh, walking out into the street, he's hit by a car. So he's like, I'm not going to go meet her this year. I'm going home. And then he gets hit by a car being driven by of course. her. He, yes, because there's, here's my question. Here's my question. Is she, uh -huh. well, one of many questions, but it sounds like, so Ralph and his mother have lived all over the world. And yet uh -huh. he continues to meet Mona everywhere does she just yep. she her soul is so tied to his that she reincarnates wherever he is, no matter what? Or how long have they been here? Because, you know, uh, it always it always happens to Hawkman. OK, I don't. I OK, I don't subscribe to that cosmology myself. Well, I'm sure. But if you do, there's no no reason why it can't just keep happening. If for whatever reason the universe decides to curse you and reincarnation exists, then the person you have to keep falling in love with and watching die can be reincarnated anywhere. I think everybody, if they are reincarnated, can be reincarnated anywhere. Sure. You don't necessarily jump into the nearest baby to where you died. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's... And she could also have been born who knows where, and then the universe just steers her in that direction until she's where she needs to be. No, of course it doesn't make sense, but <laughs> but but we're dealing with a magical universe that has vampires and curses, and right. the universe guides people into certain situations. Right. I still just want things so. to be logical. <laughs> I will accept. I can suspend my disbelief. I will accept anything. I just... Still need it to have some rules that make logical sense, but the the rules are that moving to a different town will not help. Right. She will be put in his path when the time comes. Exactly, she will run into him, literally run into him on Friday the thirteenth. It's always Friday the thirteenth. I guess that's why it's every twenty two years. That's not going to work. What? That math doesn't work though. Does that math work at all? If it's every 22 years, I figured that had to be why they decided 22, so that there would be a Friday the 13th in October. Okay. I have no idea if that I works. Know. I assumed it was just so she'd be the appro the appropriate age. Um, but anyway, in this case, yes, she is. he is put in her path. Yeah. <laughs> directly in her path. Yeah. And he, he, uh, he gets up. So she's a local singer. He uh, gets up and tells her to screw off. He he's he tries to push her away because he doesn't want to go through this again. They seem to think, though, at least his, his mother, that avoiding her won't help. She's still going to die. Right. 
But it does seem like the interacting with him is what brings about her death. Right, because the jealousy the, of the Exactly. The the falling in love and the, the falling in love and having a jealous boyfriend is what gets her killed. Yeah. So I thought his plan should work. And then he can always look her up a week later right. and carry on. Right. But they seem to think that if he doesn't try to save her, she's gonna die anyway. Yeah. But I don't think I don't think that's been tested. No. So immediately warning her off, Ralph runs off, but a portentous dream reinvigorates him to try and save her life now that events have been set in motion. He goes looking for her and discovers a flyer with her band playing at a local club. Was it Club mm -hmm. Hell? When he goes to visit her, the two hit it off immediately, much to the, to the dismay of Mona's manager slash ex-boyfriend, an eccentric mortuary owner named Stanley played by Thomas Dolby, oh. and we see a commercial okay. that he has running. Okay. This <laughs> was so weird to me as far I, I – what is Stanley and what does he do? So I might have missed a little bit in that first scene because that first commercial I thought was for a car dealership, but it, it is a mortuary, so he is <laughs> a – It's in – yes. Okay. It's in the style of a it's in the style of a car commercial, but it's for his mortuary, and he's talking about the various options that you have, including being cryogenically frozen. No, 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 no. That's the second commercial. The first one. Okay. The first commercial. I, I might have to go just put it on and watch it again because the first commercial <laughs> is like a cowboy thing, and it makes. Yeah. I did not get that that was for a mortuary and I did not get that he was her yeah. manager. I did not understand who the hell, what, what does he do? <laughs> was he the director? Was he a singer? Was he, what was he? It was not clear. He was just there. In the commercial, he does sing something about what, what the options are, or what he does, but it may be a little unclear. So unclear. But yes, he is both a both a manager and uh, a guy that runs a mortuary that has commercials on television. Like you do, sure. Folks, it's a sale that some of you aren't going to miss. Take a look at this baby, the Streamline Death 2000. Out top of the line, this week, yours for only $19.95. A little steep, do I hear you say? Then how about going Dutch and our eternal economy model? Only $100 over factory invoice. How do we do it? Volume, volume, volume. So, bring the family, come on down, and while you're here, check out our revolutionary cryogenic process. Open 12 to 12 for your shopping convenience. See you here. Come to Stanley's, stands the man. Come to Stanley's, stands the man. Come to Stanley's, stands the man. Come to Stanley's, stands the After Ralph is unable to adequately say what he does for a living, he states that he's in a band. Realizing that he actually is a decent musician after hundreds of years of piano and guitar lessons, mm -hmm. he and his friends start the band. I love the bit at the beginning when he's playing the piano. Mm -hmm. This actually made me laugh out loud. He's trying a couple of different, he's trying a dramatic vampire-y thing, and then he does a little noodling, and then he starts playing Believe Me If All Those Endearing Young Charms. <laughs> And that just made me laugh. Yes, it's a great. It actually reminded me of Phantom of the Paradise that we have this creepy guy in a cape playing the electric piano. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So they, uh, he. Adorable. Everything. Like, I love the opening. I love the opening credits with the dancing 
tombstones and everything in that. Like, yeah. yes, this yes. Is, there's a lot the, of charm. The song is "I Just Wanna." The opening song is "I Just Wanna Rock You, La." Yeah. yeah. Uh, piece I'm talking about is called "Ralph on the Keys." Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Stanley's Death Park. That's the commercial. Stanley's oh, Death Park. It I'm is looking Stanley's at the music Death list Park. Now. Okay. I did not get yes. that it was a. It seemed I, more like I it, was, it was like, uh, a park. Yeah, park, yeah, yeah. Uh, like you, yes, yes. I thought it was an amusement park. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The, yeah, I can see why you'd make that mistake. Yeah. So he forms a band that he calls Rockula, because he's not going to try to hide that he's a vampire. He's going to act like he's a pretend vampire, I guess. Uh huh. Yeah, playing playing up his vampirism as the band's gimmick. Right. Rockula's first gig. Well, the thing is, he can't really hide his fangs. Right, and nobody so. ever comments on the fangs. The fangs are there. No one seems to care about them. I guess his bandmates know he's yeah. a vampire. The the bartender and Rody. They, they yeah, because of the story. Know, okay, right, he's told right. he's told them he's told them all and the story. And they just accept it. But his is care. like a vegetarian. He mentions that he the sight of blood uh, makes him nauseated. Right. So I'm not sure how he sustains himself if he just drinks animal blood. No, he gets the deliveries from the Red Cross. Like, oh, yes, he, that's Like right. a milk that's bottle right. delivery. He gets bottles of blood right, delivered. Yeah. <laughs> Which you think the Red Cross would be like, what, what do you need these for? What's going on? Um, nobody, <laughs> nobody ever questions why these two, both of him and his mother, they just have fangs. No big deal. Nobody seems to care. Yeah. And we never get a, an explanation of how he and his mother became vampires in the first place. I guess it's not relevant. Right. But it, it, they must have both. They don't go into ra vampire reproduction, but presumably he is a natural child that was then. I don't know. It's a little weird. Yeah. Um, because she does seem like she's too young to be his mother. A little bit. Yeah. She is older than him, but she does seem like a very young mother. So maybe she was turned into a vampire first, and then maybe she turned him into one once he hit a certain age. It's, it's unclear. It's very unclear. Not even, not even addressed in the slightest. But I don't, I don't think she, right. I do not believe that she was a vampire who then gave birth to him. I think they were both turned into vampires. Uh, anyway, his first, Rockula's first gig is a success, and the band quickly becomes a hit. Mm -hmm. the song, they sing a song called Rockula, mm -hmm. and he has an outfit that spells out mm -hmm. his name. Yeah. There's this thing, he's got the K on this in the middle, and then he's got these things that hang out underneath his Where's arms. little wings. Yes, they're little the... bat wings type thing. Yeah. 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 Oh so Ralph and Mona start dating and even start collaborating musically, writing songs and filming a video together, which we don't realize is a video. Oh, my God. First. That was so weird. I was like, what is happening? What is this? And... It... it seems at first like it's just a romance montage kind yeah. of thing. But then we pull out and see it's actually a music video that they've made. But let's not neglect the fact, again, lack of logic. They meet, they collaborate, write a song, shoot a music video, get the video on air to premiere all between Friday the 13th and the 31st. So it's... Yes, they mention they explicitly mention that it's two weeks that there's two weeks between meeting her and her dying. Right. So it hasn't even been two whole weeks yet that they've gotten all this work done. A lot so of work good for them, I guess. <laughs> Which she immediately then starts feeling dissatisfied with because she's like, "Is this my whole life boiled down to just two minutes of a video?" <laughs> I was like, "What?" Yeah. But a video that was recorded and now will last forever that right. people can keep watching. And it's so getting that's... airplay on television. <laughs> like, yeah, it's a big accomplishment. Yeah. And I, I did feel yeah. like the, it also bugged me that if she had been working toward that for her whole life, why wasn't it just her video? Why did he have to be in it and even start the song? Like the song starts off with him singing the lead and yeah. then she comes in like no this should be your I moment mona 
it should i think that was just it had to do with them disguising yeah, it as part it of the movie and then it turns out it's a video out, but yeah. but i but there might also be nobody nobody comes out and says this but you know vampires have a certain hypnotic charisma mm-hmm. yeah that they're able to enthrall they 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 can not only enthrall individuals but perhaps whole crowds so it might be his instant band success might be tied to his vampire aura mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and that he can then lend that to her by that she's been struggling but by him being in the video now it's a hit because because vampires have a natural un, an unnatural supernatural mm-hmm. uh charisma mm-hmm. So okay. That, sure. That could that could be what's sure. happening. Okay. Anyway, Stanley sees all this as a threat and seeks the counsel of a local psychic, Madame Benoit, and the less said about that name, the better. <laughs> who reveals that Ralph is a vampire? He begins to. Were you fooled for a moment by Madame no, Benoit? No, not for a second. No, of course. On? I was like, yes, again. Why? Okay, I guess it'll be revealed. She is. She is very. Very obviously hiding her face yes. because it later turns out that it's that it's Phoebe, yes. his mother. Yes. He begins to plot to kill Ralph and cryogenically freeze Mona using equipment from his mortuary so he'll have her forever. Also, not a good plan that makes no sense, but all right, go on. Yeah, <laughs> right. Are you going to unfreeze her at yeah. some point when you'll be way too well, old for yeah. her? What is the there point there? There was no point in freezing her. Uh, none. I guess in that way he can kill her without seeming like he's killed her. Like in his mind, oh, I didn't kill her. I just I just preserved yeah. her. I don't know. Or maybe he can just keep looking at her frozen body. I don't know. Yeah. But he's he's clearly unhinged at this point. Yeah. Which is not really his fault, though. Part of, He's under a curse as well. Is he so Three I wasn't it wasn't clear to if he is the same also reincarnated well, vamp uh, pirate or Mona always has some different guy. Whether or not he is, he is still doomed to play this part. Uh, mm-hmm. Through no fault of his chosen. own. He's been thrust in yes, he's been chosen to play this part regardless of whether he's the reincarnation of the original guy or yeah. not whoever she's with at the time is going to or recently been with is going to be forced to participate in this nonsense yeah. so it's not really his fault yeah i didn't see any reason why mona would have ever been attracted to him and it wasn't even clear if they had <laughs> no. ever actually dated no. or he just had a crush on her because he is referred to as her ex-boyfriend at some okay. point okay whatever they it just but not, yes he doesn't seem no. he he doesn't seem her type no. ralph and mona have dinner with phoebe and her latest beau who is uh boom boom <laughs> and he he's somebody uh let me uh let me get back to him because i know i noticed when we were when i was looking at it earlier that he has a like a wrestling career. Oh yeah, he or looked like he could be a wrestler for sure. Richard Richard Lee Zumwalt Jr. was an Amer oh a professional arm wrestler and actor, and is known for playing the character of Bob Bull Hurley in the nineteen eighty seven Sylvester Sylvester Stallone movie Over, Over the, the Top. top. Yeah, I, I see it right here. Yeah, <clears throat> but he does he does have several other credits. He's done a lot. Listed, yeah, so he, it's not yeah. just. That was. It looks like that was his first. Something called Raging Cajun. Yeah, uh, I mean he's 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 perfectly fine. Yeah, he's, he was ador- He was very funny. funny. Really, that whole scene was over the top, absurd. Her, her dance. I think he's uh, <laughs> he's also there. I think to show us that Phoebe gets around and has broad taste. Oh yes, oh yes, for sure. Yeah. So th- this dinner proves awkward as Phoebe makes no secret of her unnaturally long life referring to things such as George Washington's bedroom prowess and speaking to Mona as if she's known her for years. I like the line, uh, oh, you're so pretty this time. And Mona never questions any of it. She just, another fallacy of that, she just accepts Phoebe's nonsense (laughs) 
or she's just placating someone she thinks is insane or whatever. Cause then yeah. later on she acts all surprised and shocked uh, about the reveal of Ralph <laughs> being a vampire. When it's yeah. like you sat there and had dinner with his mother with fangs talking about her life since the 16th century. <laughs> what did you think was going on? Yeah. Yeah. The evening culminates in an impromptu musical number by Phoebe. The song is The Night, performed by Tony Basil. And she does a little bit of her dancing in that. That dance was something else. And that song. And they had to <laughs> break into a rap. Oh, we forgot to talk about Rockula's rap song, Rapula. Um, yeah, was, I was going to. Yes. Uh, that. I guess for, from the list, music list here, I guess that happened before Tony's yes, number. Yes, his, his rap, and I guess it was just the 80, 88, it felt mandatory to uh, have some easeball right. rapping. But oh. I loved it. I loved it. Which one, both? For some reason, the the, the rapula yes. I mean, yes, it was. Is there? Oh, does she do it? She does a. Does she do a rap in the night yes, as well? Yes, there's a little rap breakout. Oh my god! Yes, it's so. Yeah, no, that part I didn't. That part I didn't okay. love. <laughs> that part. That part I did not love. His rap, Rapula. There's some. I don't know what it is exactly, but there's something about his line. Are you the DJ? No, I'm the vampire. <laughs> She wanted Marina. She was singing back before Ike and Tina. I liked her bangs. She liked my bangs. So we decided to do the crazy Rapula thing. Now the father didn't like it, so we called me a pig. He said, Dr. Van Helsing, here's something you'll dig. We can sing Kumbaya around the campfire. Are you the DJ? No, I'm the vampire. I just and, love it. Yes, <laughs> and rhyming campfire with vampire, I thought was brilliant. And then I, vampire. I started yeah. to think of, okay, yeah. what other, yeah, what other of... vampire rhymes uh, are there? Damp liar, um, <laughs> ramp wire. I can't. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I do not remember what it was, but there was another line where I just thought, oh, that was a good yeah, rhyme. yeah. An unexpected rhyme. Yes. The, the music was uh, really fun. I wanted there to be like some just amazing badass song that was just an anthem of like, yes, this should have been a big hit. Didn't quite get to that level, but it wasn't. I was also afraid that the music was just going to be horrible and painful, but it was not. Overall, it was it was good. It was enjoyable. All of the songs were nicely written and entertaining um a little cliche perhaps but um it was a overall it was everything was entertaining for sure so uh on the drive home rather than have mona think he and his mother are crazy <laughs> he reveals that he's a vampire and tells her the details of the curse. This does not go no. well. Mona is skeptical until Ralph half transforms into a bat in front of her. He doesn't do it often, so he turns into this weird little sort of dwarf. It was the best. Bat. That was the best thing. <laughs> I just, the bat... I just wrote hugely on my notes, the bat exclamation points. Oh my God. Ha ha. Like I loved everything about the bat and it makes sense that the bat was in there. Cause I was just looking, um, when we started this, I was looking on IMDB on all of the people and the guy uh -huh. that wrote this, the writer director of this also did all of the ghoulies movies. Have you seen any of those? Okay. I believe I have. Oh, you need to watch those. Put them in the repertoire. Um, I I know. I'm pretty sure I've seen at least one of them. I've seen at least one, maybe two. David loves them. Aren't they? Aren't they kind of a? Um, 
Gremlins wannabes. Yes, but ridiculous and more fun, more absurd. And yeah, it's the same. Like they look a lot like, yeah, whoever's creature person is must have done both of these because that bat was just the greatest thing I've ever seen in a bad musical movie. Tamara, Tamara DeTreo plays Bat Dork. Bat Dork. Yes. And is also is also in Ghoulies and in E.T. I'm wondering if she was E.T. Oh, that would make sense. Yeah. Huh. Oh, my God. It's it's just the most uh, ridiculous thing. Well, <laughs> when I when I click on E.T., it doesn't show me who's playing E.T. Yeah. <laughs> Go back to her page and see if it says uh, special E.T. movement is how she is credited. Mm hmm. So well, because at, at some points ET was a, a puppet, right, right, and at some and some points I guess it was a person in a yeah. suit. She does not have a lot of credits though. Anyway, I found Bat Dork highly disconcerting. Oh, it was oh, that was the most frightening thing in the movie. That was <laughs> it was very unsettling, yeah. <laughs> but hilarious and adorable. <laughs> um, like ah. Uh. <laughs> I I laughed out loud. I loved it. It's, I loved it. And when he changed, so Bad Dork is very small, being played by a little person. And when he changes back, he has to pull his pants back up because they've fallen around his ankles when he transformed. Yes. Uh, but Mona is uh, disturbed by this and drives Rightly off and so. leaves town. Yeah, yeah. Halloween comes and Rockula is scheduled to perform. Stanley appears dressed as a pirate with a ham bone because Madame Benoit has told him he has and, to do this. And what? He was also a holo he was he was also specifically a Halloween pirate because he had black and orange stripes on his uh -huh. shirt. Uh-huh. And what is the other essential item? A a uh, rhinestone peg leg. He couldn't find one himself, but Madame Benoit course, had one. Of course she had one. Ooh. Mona having admitted that she loves Ralph, returns and meets him on stage, only to be kidnapped and carted away by Stanley. On stage. So did he, but this is not where he does Rapula? No, Rapula was before. Was that yeah. earlier? It was his second performance. Okay. Well, yeah. It was just kind of a filler. Right. I don't know what song, if any. I, I don't know what song, if any, he does no, this at this song, point. No, this was actually uh, um, supposed to be Mona's song. M Mona was supposed to perform. Oh right! This is where the visiting kids. Yeah, come and in. what the hell are the visiting kids? I get those three little girls. Th were they I'll, a thing? They're a thing. I'll, yeah, <laughs> uh, I'll explain that in just okay. a second. So throughout the movie, Mona has a friend, um, Robin. Uh huh. So Mona hasn't shown up, and Ralph says, "Robin, you can you go go do a number." And she's like, "What? What are you talking about?" He's like, oh, "You can do it. I know. I've seen you or heard you or whatever. You're always singing that little song. Go out there and do it." So she just happens to have the three creepy little girls with her, mm -hmm. and they go out and perform this song, uh, "United State of Beat," which is one of the pre-existing songs. You mentioned this song, "Budapest by Blimp," is a Thomas Dolby song. The visiting kids were a thing briefly. They're kind of associated with Devo. Okay. His uh, Mark Mothersbaugh of Devo, his then wife, Nancy Ferguson, who was playing. Okay. Robin, and, th and three young girls were the visiting kids. Okay. And he seemed to have something to do, or Devo had something to do with. Were those kids. Creating them or giving them access or something. They were just three kids. They had the idea and they just found these three kids. Okay. So the kids aren't sisters or they anything. Have... They're all just random kids. Um, They may or may not be sisters. Let's see if I can find. Oh, the other members include Bob Mothersbaugh's daughter, Alex. <clears throat> and Devo's fourth drummer, David Kendrick. Her Nancy's partner, artistic partner, Oscar Mitt, read her a crumpled New York Post article titled Visiting Kids Terrorize Home. Thus began Ferguson's Bizarre Art Band. This is an article on faroutmagazine.co.uk. Okay. Yeah, creepy. They. It should be noted they were in the music video earlier playing homeless children. Ah, that <laughs> 
that would explain that would explain why they were hanging out at the show. Yeah, yeah. They were a satirical and surreal take on something like the Partridge mm. Family. Okay. Uh, it just says recruited three young girls: okay. Scarlett, Autumn, and Alex. Okay. So Alex is the daughter. Scarlett and Autumn. I don't know if they were just friends of Alex. Okay. And it does seem like the kids were not exactly in on the joke of the visiting kids as a <laughs> art band. Okay. I mean, they, they there seemed to be some kind of satire going on that the kids were just like, "Hey, we're just here singing right. these songs, right. having right. fun." I so, wonder how that anyway, came to be. What the on... connection? What they must have all known each other for uh, this guy to put them. Luca. I mean, it's 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 Thomas. It's Thomas Dolby is in the movie, so I'm sure he knows. The sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because it's all of them. In, or I, yeah, it could it could be she was cast first and then they did it, or they might have cast her because of yeah. that. Yeah, who knows? Because her character was really superfluous. Like she really did not need. Yeah, it was only there for them to have that performance. I assume because she did nothing else. Yeah. but hang around. Right. Occasionally, Mona bounced lines off of her. But... Yeah. Anyway, they perform a song, and the audience seems to enjoy it. The If you're curious, they're on Spotify. You can go listen to Visiting Kids. Okay. Ma, let's see. Ralph's Reflection tells us, Stanley and Ralph. Okay. Ralph's Reflection tells him where to find Mona, and he comes to the rescue. Mm -hmm. Stanley and Ralph duel with Stanley wielding the ham bone and Ralph wielding the rhinestone peg uh -huh. leg. I wrote that down. A sentence you never thought you'd say... The <laughs> peg leg ham bone fight. Yes. <laughs> Madame Benoit is then revealed to be Phoebe, who has orchestrated the curse for years, scared that Ralph will leave the nest. Uh, now, I guess she couldn't actually create the curse, but she could help facilitate right. it. Like by egging on. So it, it might be the pirate outfit's not necessary. She just keeps telling the guy he has to put this outfit on. And use a ham bone. Phoebe apologizes, realizing that she needs to let Ralph grow up, but is knocked out by Stanley. Ralph then again half transforms into a bat, scaring Stanley into falling into his own freezing chamber, which then just turns on and freezes him pretty much instantly. Yes. Having saved Mona's life, the curse is broken, and the two leave the club together happily. Ralph's reflection has had enough and smashes his way out of the mirror dressed as Elvis Presley in a rhinestone jumpsuit and performs a final number as Rockula. Uh, the final number is the king is back. Hey, Rockula, in parentheses. Now, it does seem... the So it's not at all clear how the mirror world works because he can't get out the door. Right. Yes, he's... At other times, it seems like he can go other places and get mirror women from right. somewhere. Other mirrors, I, I guess. guess. Other maybe wherever wherever Ralph goes, maybe he goes there. So like he could have gone to the bar and met someone. I don't know. Again, logic is not a key factor. There is a thing early on about Ralph being a virgin, and the mirrors like, "Oh, come on, we're a virgin," and he's like, "You're not. <laughs> You're constantly bringing girls yeah. home." Yeah, and we see him with one. Yeah, it makes so, no sense. It's okay. And then there, there's a kind of fun part when he walks by some funhouse mirrors oh, yeah. and the reflection keeps yeah, changing yeah. size. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, they do a big, big Elvis number to close out the show. So now his reflection is just roaming around. This does mean that now, like most vampires, he won't have a reflection because right. his reflection is broken right. out and is running around in the right. world. What happens when the reflection looks in the mirror? <laughs> Will he have a reflection? Oh, my God. Then the universe explodes on itself. We have a <laughs> space-time continuum paradox that cannot be explained. Maybe just the mirror will explode. Yeah. The mirror will be like, no, I can't do yeah. this. <laughs> Not participating. Yeah. So there you go. Oh, Rockula. Okay, so I feel like there was my theory about the ham bone was just so that they could have that joke at the end uh, when Phoebe gets knocked out with the ham bone and Ralph says, that was my mother you just boned. Like, 
<laughs> could be. Could be. Because could be a long walk just for that joke. Why? I mean, nothing makes any sense. There's all the pig <laughs> stuff that happens too. Like we see pigs all the time, but it just why? Oh. Why would a pirate have a ham bone as a as a weapon? Speaking of mm -hmm. which, Stanley. Well, he might have just been eating. The original guy might have just been eating it. Who knows? Okay. Stanley though harvests. Stanley harvests the ham bone yes. himself directly. Yes. Which I guess now makes more sense if he is an actual mortician that he would have the skills to do that. <laughs> to debone a live pig. I guess, uh, yeah, he he says, well, I can't find a peg leg anywhere, but I've got the ham bone, and then they cut to an actual pig, live pig, yeah. waiting to be slaughtered. Yes. And then he brings in a ham feast later on. Again, the timeline of everything is really <laughs> That's right, that's right. He does, he does come to the party with like a platter. Yes. Like a ham platter yeah. or something. <laughs> um, well, that's that's a nice consistent moment. Yeah, Lita, how many how many pumpkins are you gonna rate? Um, Rockula. Oddly, okay, it's not a good movie, but <laughs> it was completely entertaining, and I enjoyed everything about it, even though I hated. <laughs> No, I can't say I hate it. I just questioned it. I just have a lot of questions right. about the the world and the writing and again the logic. But I have to say right. it was it was exactly what I wanted it to be when you know I said let's watch something really silly and outrageous. This was exactly that. Um and I would watch it again and I would recommend it to other people. So I will give it five pumpkins. I will. Five, yeah. five. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That is high. That is high. I, yeah. Jeez. Um, I mean, uh, if five means I loved it, do I have to give it five? <laughs> I certainly like it. It it succeeds in uh, Roger Ebert's criteria that is that uh, did this movie achieve what it was trying to do? Mm -hmm. There's been times when he gave would give a thumbs up or a good rating to a movie that might be perceived as a bad movie. Like uh, Swamp Thing, for example, by just asking, what was this movie trying to do and did it succeed? Mm -hmm. And this movie definitely, it definitely succeeds at what it's trying to do. So screw it. I'll give it five pumpkins, Yay! too. It's on Tubi. Boys and girls, friends and neighbors, it's on Tubi. Go watch it now if you haven't already. Yes. I wish the soundtrack was available. Yeah, yeah. It's not on Spotify. You can find the, that Thomas Dolby song and the Visiting Kids song. Bo Diddley seems to be enjoying himself. He does. I don't know that he had many lines. No, there's but, yeah, a reference. Did you hear the one there. lyric too? He's and I think it's the last song. Um, yes, in the in the um, Elvis song, "The King Is Back," he acknowledges that this is Bo Diddley. Yeah, like. So I guess he's playing himself. I mean, they call him Axe Man, but that could just be a nickname. He. Maybe he was meant to actually be Bo Diddley the whole movie. Um, well, I don't know if he calls him out the character, but he just has the reference that that Bo Diddley sound or something that Bo Diddley riff. Yes, but he kind of turns it. But he sort of turns the line is it's the Bo Diddley sound. I don't remember what it's rhyming yeah. with, but he turns and sort of points oh, to does. him each time he mm -hmm. says it. Yeah. yeah. So he's either Bo Diddley or he's a Bo Diddley impersonator. Sure. Yeah. Who's purposely playing the Bo Diddley sound? Yes. yes. What were Bo Diddley's hits? Because yes, that... ooh, I'm not sure. Let's he check. Let's find. Definitely out. influenced. I just looked at. I think it was on IMDb. They're like, if you've heard this, this, and this, you've heard the Bo Diddley sound. Because um, he was <laughs> the, uh, you know, he was a front runner of of rock and roll for sure. Alice McDaniel. Known professionally as Bo Diddley. He also has a very distinctive square guitar, yeah. rectangular yeah. guitar. He influenced many artists, including Buddy Holly, Elvis Presley, The Beatles, The Rolling Stones, The Animals, George Thorogood, and The Clash. His chart singles, Bo Diddley slash I'm a Man, Diddley Daddy, Pretty Thing, I'm Sorry, Cracking Up, Say Man, Say Man Back Again, 
Road Runner. You can't judge a book by the cover. Hey, good looking. Oh, that's probably and the Ooh, baby. I think Hey, good look. Biggest hit. Hey, good looking might be the only one of those yeah. that I have heard. Yeah, that's. I feel like that's probably his biggest. But I believe he probably played with a bunch sure. of people. Yeah. And obviously was very influential. Yeah, very influential. Yeah, this was a this was a fun adventure. I thoroughly <laughs> enjoyed it. Was. He is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, the Blues Hall of Fame, and the Rhythm and Blues Hall of Fame. Really? Rhythm and Blues has a separate Hall of Fame from Blues? Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I'm glad yeah. you liked it. Great recommendation. Thank you. You can put that on your uh, ongoing Halloween movie yes. rotation yes. list. Uh, Folks, thanks for joining us. Lita, thanks for thank joining you for me. me. Was there anything else you um, want to say? I think that's... All that I wanted to say, uh, it was uh, uh, anything you want to. Is there is there anything you want to promote? Uh, are you on Instagram or anything? Um, I am on Instagram and I am on YouTube. Uh, go look at the Shrew review on YouTube. Um, and uh, I'm I my handle is I am Lita Lopez on Instagram and the Twitter and even on the Facebook. Um, but yeah, go check out my YouTube channel about the taming of the shrew. All right. Thanks again for joining me folks. Be back here for another movie tomorrow as we continue our slouch towards Halloween. Remember to keep calm and seek shelter in basements and not to misuse science. I will not see you, but you will hear me next time with another guest on Monster Movie Funtime Go. You've been listening to Monster Movie Funtime Go. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and review us on your podcasting platform of choice. Our theme song is by the Texacano folk rock punk featuring Lita Lopez. You can support the show, find links to our social media, and even leave us a voice message at anchor.fm slash mnftg. There's a party in my pants, would you like to take a gander? And there's a rocket in my pocket, like a hang salamander. If a diamond ring is something you'd like, well, don't worry, baby, because the key's back. I got a love in my tummy, there's enough to go around. Rockin' down to the four digit sound My name is Rockula and I'm a ticket to prisoners